He who has the Son has life. He who has not the Son has not life. Pastor Xavier Rees says the truth is as simple as that. The fire escape is Jesus Christ. Regardless of what you believe or what you think, it doesn't change the fact. When a fireman breaks into a building that's in flames and it's just going everywhere, and he's saying, this way out, if they don't believe it, they die. If they don't take that way, this whole world is headed for judgment. The only way out is Jesus Christ. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Proverbs 16.18 says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Or in the modern vernacular, nobody likes a bragger, least of all God. Right? Well, coming up, Pastor Xavier illustrates that it all depends who's getting the glory. He'll explain in the continuation of our series in the book of Jeremiah, drawn today from chapter 9, with the aptly titled study, The Only Legitimate Bragging Rights. Let's listen. Man is forever taking every opportunity to brag about his abilities, his talents, and most of all, about all his accomplishments. A deckhand aboard the RMS Titanic in 1912 said, quote, God himself could not sink this ship. The men who built this ship, the civilized world, the credulous public, all believed and boasted that the ship was unsinkable. But God was not mocked. It is said that when the captain gave the orders to abandon ship, many passengers simply could not believe that the Titanic was sinking. And they refused to get into the lifeboats. And the crew was almost criminally complacent. So 1,502 men, women, and children plunged into the depth of the ocean. What a consistent picture of man throughout history as he keeps on learning, advancing, and surpassing the previous generations in every front, but becoming more willfully ignorant of God and regressing in the knowledge of God from the past generations. Jeremiah the prophet, who is completely dependent upon Yahweh for his deliverance, as he has been called to go and to proclaim and observe the death of his nation, is found weeping at this time, lamenting for his people. He laments and weeps for their coming destruction, but also for his disgust regarding their sin. And that happens at the beginning of chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. So it's a twofold lamentation. He is hurting for his people. He identifies with his people, but he's also repulsed by his people because of the treachery to his God. Now in the midst of Jeremiah's lamentation, he provides for us the only grounds for boasting that is honored by God regarding their deliverance from the coming judgment. And he gives it to us in a threefold proclamation in these verses. Let me read verses 23 to 26. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let 
the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised with the uncircumcised, Egypt, Judah, Edom, and the people of Ammon, Moab, and all who are in the farthest corners who dwell in the wilderness. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in the heart. Jeremiah's lamentation again provides for us here the only grounds for boasting that God honors regarding deliverance from the judgment to come. First of all, verse 23, Jeremiah reveals the boasting Yahweh does not honor. That's the first proclamation. Secondly, in verse 24, Jeremiah reveals the boasting Yahweh does honor. And then he finishes up in verse 25 and 26, that boasting apart from Yahweh ends in dishonor. Notice first that the one speaking is the Lord himself. The phrase, thus saith the Lord, is common in the book of Jeremiah and the other prophets. It speaks of the proclamation that's coming forth from God. This is the authority you're speaking. It is Yahweh. Yet the entire record of Scripture often distinguishes between direct words that Yahweh speaks and when the man speaks sometimes. Yet they're both inspired. The lamentation of Jeremiah is as much inspired as the direct words of Yahweh. Okay? They're both coming from God. But we get to look at this man. How he was affected by what was going on. Now notice, secondly, that the particulars that the Lord does not like men to boast in are three. Yahweh does not like anyone to attribute recognition to anything or anyone for their dependency, trust, or success in life except for himself. He shares glory with no one. The word glory simply means to boast or praise, halal. You get the halal psalms. It is the act of giving credit to someone or something for what one is or one has, be it for one's standing or one's success. And as we look to the world and we live in the world and we've seen what has happened the last 30 to 40 years, those of us that are older, and how it's been a progressive exaltation of man, to the point that we've gotten that everybody focuses on self-esteem. On you. On how you feel. On your importance. And that's why we have such a sick, narcissistic society today. The word is repeated, notice, three times. For the three particular things Yahweh does not allow man to boast in. The first being, Yahweh says, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. The word for wise, to describe the man there, is one who has sufficient experience in life. To obtain knowledge and proper understanding and insight of a subject or subjects. To be shrewd in making the best decision. Arriving at the best outcome in view of the choices available. So we deal with information, we have facts, but then having insight and understanding of those facts and how they interact 
and how they can work for me, the result is wisdom. There's a lot of people that have a lot of information, but they're not very wise. They make wrong choices, even though they have information, because they don't understand the information, they don't see how it works, and the end result is unwise. The command is for the wise man not to glory or boast in his wisdom encompassed here both the individual and the nation. Individually they were doing that. As a nation they were doing that. And when individuals become the rule, then it's the characteristic of the nation. You will always have some. But if the nation per se is dependent on God, but now it's flopped around. It's the individuals per se. The whole nation is going this way. God reproved the nation for depending on their pagan nations. Remember in chapter 2 of Jeremiah, verse 18 and in verse 36 and 37. They had always depended on Egypt in the days of Isaiah, as you remember when we studied. They thought Egypt was going to deliver them. They had also depended on Assyria, the northern kingdom. And yet Assyria ended up destroying her and taking her into captivity. Judah had not learned from the northern kingdom. And now she was depending on Egypt once again. And Judah would be ashamed, as the prophet says, as Egypt was defeated in 605 B.C. in the Battle of Carchemish. And the nation would go into captivity, brokenhearted, he tells us, with their hands on their head. For God would thwart the trust of their allies. And see... This is the natural tendency for us to pull from every angle to believe that, you know, we're secure and I can do this. And, you know, does this kind of language sound familiar today in our day? The prophets and the priests were rebuked for prophesying lies and ruling by their own power in Jeremiah 6.31. The people were boasting in the Baals and the lying words of the prophets becoming covetousness as a rule in chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. You heard them there in the temple in chapter 7, verse 4. Now, God has given you a brain and He wants you to use it. He just doesn't want you to depend on it. He wants you to think. He wants you to think critically through the Scriptures. But He never wants you to use your mind against Him or opposing His mind and His will. He wants you to come to Him and He will give you insight into the Word of God. For when you depend upon God, your mind is the brightest. And has the greatest potential to be the wisest. When you lean to your own understanding, you seek out your own destruction. Notice, secondly, Yahweh says, let not the mighty man glory in his might. It's another thing that we glory in. And the word might there means strength, ability of influence. And the mighty man refers to the person of significant standing in the community. Be it in family, or in wealth, or accomplishments, military prowess, or other measures of success. And men love this. Men love to parade this. They love to declare it. They love to implement it. The command, again, is for the mighty man not to boast in his might. As to his social standing. Some people love to flaunt that. Oh yeah, I live over here. Oh yeah, I, I've, I've traveled the world like this and that. And, and, and that's, that's what their life revolves around. As to their ability... To their influence and their know-how about making money. And they tell you straight out, hey, I can make you money. 
when they know how they're good. As to their power over people's lives to rule them, to be able to manipulate, to control, to make or break people. It's intoxicating. As to their favor with political or legal authorities to stand behind them if they get in trouble. And they'll tell you, looking you straight in the face, hey, I can get away with it. And this is what man leans on. And more so when a society becomes corrupt, because that's where everybody's at. Notice, thirdly here, that Yahweh says, let not the rich man boast in his riches. Uh, the word rich there for man is one who has money. Real simple. Commodities, properties that have high value. Able to live perhaps an extravagant lifestyle if they choose so and desire to do so. And this is what they lean on. This is what they depend on. Now, there's nothing wrong with money. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Paul tells Timothy. The command for the third time notice is that the rich man not boast in his own riches. In the fact of how much money he or she possesses. In the type of house they live in. The type of automobile in Jeremiah, the type of chariot you drive, you know, whatever it may be. Now, there's nothing wrong if God has blessed you and you've worked hard and you want to drive a certain car. We can go to one extreme or the other. Now, if you're depending on that car, on that house to flash yourself and stuff like that, then, then it's wrong. So you have to be careful of extremes one way or the other. And the quality of their social standing, the circle they run with, they're people who drop names all the time. And their ability to be above the law, to be able to get away with murder, if you will. When um, Larry King was interviewing Johnny Cochran on national television, he was questioning him regarding the justice system and uh, the trial of O.J. and all that. And um, Johnny Cochran looked straight into the camera without a blink. And he said this, the color of justice is not black or white, it's green. It's the day we live in, people. America is still the best. But I would not want to go to court in America today. Now, if you're guilty, you have a good chance. <laughs> but if you're innocent, woe to you. You better have a fat wallet. It's time when they have to take the blindfolds off the lady and put a wallet in her scales. And it is a tragic day to say that. A real tragic day. No man is to glory in his wisdom, strength, or riches for the simple reason that these cannot deliver a man in the day of God's judgment. And sooner or later, you're going to get it here anyway. But let's just say you can get away with it. You won't get away with it there. Absolutely not. You remember the Assyrian captain came to the wall of Jerusalem and he started boasting how all the other gods had not stopped them from conquering these other people. And he started challenging Jehovah or Yahweh. And don't think that your God will defend you and don't let Hezekiah deceive you. And so God took up the challenge and he sent out one angel in that night and killed 185,000 frontline troops. We think we're so powerful, we think we're so secure. 
I think the Twin Towers has shaken us up pretty good. See, we think we're, 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 we're not vulnerable. We, we, we're impregnable. No, no, we're not. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's where you want to reside, Colossians 2, 3. It's in Him. That's where you want to live. The Bible says much about wisdom. Let me just give you some Proverbs. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Later on in chapter 9, he says, it's the first step in understanding. Proverbs 3, 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs three thirty five: the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Paul the Apostle, writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1, 19, says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? 1 Corinthians 1.20 For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. Here are the three things that are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 27. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, Romans 1, 22 says. Because they began to worship the creature more than the creator which is blessed forevermore. Today is the worship of the creature. From nature to human beings. In fact, the buzzword around the beauty queens and all the models is divas in the music industry. <laughs> That's a word for little gods. Interesting. Paul says this to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12.10. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. That's what counts. That what's going on in my life is for Christ's sake. Not simply that I'm going through it. For when I'm weak, I am strong. I have never been strongest in my life when I have been totally weak in my own abilities. It has caused me to run to the rock like that little feeble coney of the rabbit family, knowing that it cannot defend itself. It runs to the rock and hides in the rock. We are never stronger as to when we recognize how weak we are. But we don't always think we're weak. So God has, sometimes has to allow us to be weakened <laughs> beyond what we even thought we could be weakened to. People boast about their ability to escape any national catastrophe due to their social position or secure job. And they say, well, it'll never affect me, but it, but it will sooner or later. Others boast of their protection. They have bodyguards to keep them from danger. But, you know, if someone wants you dead, it's just a matter of time. Bodyguard can't be you 24 hours. Still others think that somehow because of who they are, that God will not judge them for their sins. And that's arrogant. As if God has favorites and some can sin and others cannot. 
The only escape is through the Son. John 3.36 says, He who has the Son has life. He who has not the Son has not life. And the wrath of God abides in him. Awesome words. The fire escape is Jesus Christ. The exit is Jesus Christ. No one else. Regardless of what you believe or what you think, it doesn't change the fact. When a fireman breaks into a building that's in flame, it's engulfed in flames, and it's just going everywhere. And he's telling these people, and these people are looking to the fireman, and he's saying, this way out. And, and if the person, no, 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 I'm going, if they don't believe it, they die. If they don't take that way. This whole world is headed for judgment. The only way out is Jesus Christ. The person who is trusting in his or her riches is a very shallow person. And most to be pitied. For riches do not profit in the day of wrath, the Bible says. But righteousness delivers from death. Proverbs 11.4 A gracious woman retains honor, we're told. But ruthless men retain riches. Proverbs 11.16 The Bible has much to say about money. Jesus spoke, uh, read the book of Luke, Gospel. More about money than any other thing. I mean, we have a problem with it. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. Proverbs eleven twenty eight. There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing. And one who makes himself poor, yet has great riches. Proverbs thirteen seven. You know, there are some people that are just so benevolent. They give, they give, they're so gracious, and, and, and God just meets their needs. And there's other people that are so tight, and trying to hold everything, it slips right through their fingers. <laughs> a man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider the poverty that will come upon him. Proverbs twenty eight twenty two. Somehow, you know, men think that it won't happen to me. And they strive, they strive to get rich. And then once they have the riches, they can't sleep because they, they're worried about losing it. Or they become real arrogant and say, well, I can always make money and, you know, I'm not going to lose it. Proverbs 23, 5, will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle towards the heaven. That's great. What a picture. Paul says, are you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Romans 2, 4. Despise the riches of God? What wealth we have that God is so rich to be able to save you, forgive you of your sin, to direct and guide your life and mine. Wealth. You put in this side a Bible, in the promises of the Bible, and you put $5 million over here, and you ask a person, which would you rather have? The world will always pick the money. I'm not talking about the Bible, I'm talking about the promises of the Bible. <laughs> I'll take the promises any day. Any day. That's why Paul says to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, Ephesians 3.8. What an awesome privilege. What a wealth in such a lost world. Pastor Xavier Reese, drawing to a close our Simple Truth study from our series in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. Now, if you've missed any part of today's message, you can hear it from beginning to end again anytime online. Just look for today's date when you click on the radio listings link when you log on to calvarychapelpasadena.com. 
But there's much more to come next time with the continuation of this message right here as well. But if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up a CD copy for your own personal study. The title you want to ask for is simply The Only Legitimate Bragging Rights. And CDs are available, as always, for only $4. That title to ask for again is The Only Legitimate Bragging Rights. Or simply mention today's date when writing Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. 1 Corinthians one thirty one bears this simple truth. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Next time, Pastor Xavier Reese explains God's delight when we boast not before him, but of him. Hope you'll join us then. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com